You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language. Today is 8-Minute English, talking about misspellings and word confusion. Hi there, you're listening to 8-Minute English, and we've got Nicolo back on the show. How are you doing, Nicolo? Hi, John. I'm very happy to be here. I'm good. What about you? Yeah, I'm doing really well. You told me earlier that you wanted to do a bit more on misspellings. Is that right? Yeah, I have uh, three pairs to investigate for you. Great. Which ones are those? The first one is breath and breathe. I can't get the difference. So breath and breathe. Obviously, the pronunciation is a little bit different, isn't it? You've got breath, which is B-R-E-A-T-H, and breathe, B-R-E-A-T-H-E. What was the difficulty that you were having then? Sometimes I can't get the proper use. Sometimes I use the first as a verb or the second one. Maybe I use them without thinking about what's the most correct for the case. I guess one way of trying to remember it, I mean, it's quite a simple way, but if you think about breathe ending in an E, and then obviously with a verb, you have the letter E, that would be the verb. So obviously you could say, I breathe deeply. And then obviously the difference with breath is Often we use the phrase, I'm out of breath. If you have run very far or very fast and you're like, <sighs> I'm out of breath. Okay. You had to breathe if you want to live. Yes. And your breath make me understand that you're alive. Yeah, kind of. Because you could say your breath smells. If, for example, you have eaten some garlic And I get too close to you and I go, oh, Nicola, your breath smells. <laughs> I love garlic. <laughs> Fair enough. I love garlic too. And hopefully it doesn't make your breath smell. <laughs> it makes people to keep distance. Keep a distance. I mean, that can be useful sometimes. If you don't like a person, then make your breath smell of garlic and they will keep a distance. <laughs> okay. Shall I move with the next one? Yeah, yeah. Move on to the next one. Sure. Uh, the next one is very confusing too, because I think when there's just a difference of a single word, it's easy to get confused. This pair is advice and advise. Mm, okay, this is a commonly confused one. Yes, definitely. I like the fact that you've brought this one up. With this one, you've got advice with a C. So A-D-V-I-C-E. That would be the noun. In English, you would say to give a piece of advice. The important thing with this one as well is that people don't often think it's uncountable. Here, I couldn't say, give me an advice. We cannot say that. You could say, give me some advice or give me a piece of advice. Advise, obviously, you've got a slightly different pronunciation with a A-D-V-I-S-E. Nicolo, I advise you to become a famous person. Oh, that's a very good advice yeah that's very good advice yes it's um, very good advice i know yes <laughs> <laughs> so do it now <laughs> okay so we can close this session and i'm going to get famous because of your advice exactly you should do it immediately and then you can ignore me because i won't be at the same level as you no don't say that but if you want <laughs> we can keep on with the last one Okay, let's do the last one. <laughs> okay, I found this out while searching for the commonly mixed up spellings. Mm -hmm. It's differ and difference. I think this is a very confusing too, because differ 
Mm-hmm. It's written down like a slice of difference. Even this one is confusing pair to me. Again, this is a nice one. Yeah, so differ, D-I-F-F-E-R, means that something is different. You could say, for example, the identical twins differ only in their hairstyles. So the parents differ in their approach to parenting. Okay. It's literally saying these things are different. Okay, so what's the difference between equal twins? Identical twins. (laughs) Identical twins. So what's the difference between the identical twins? The difference is their hairstyles. So that's the difference and not differ. So what about differ? Differ is just really using it as a verb to be different. Oh, okay. I differ from you as in I am different from you. If I look at these pairs, I can see that the nouns and the verbs are very frequently confused. Something in common with these pairs I gave you. Definitely. And I think that's why it's good that you've chosen those, because there is often that difference or that difficulty in making a separation between the verb and the noun. Because also with differ and difference, you also have differentiate which is another aspect of it to make someone or something different is differentiate. So you could say the only thing that differentiate the twins is their hairstyles. Okay. I think I got it. Great. I think those were some good word pairs. So thank you for that, Nicola. So this is a little bit extra on my own because I made a mistake. I made it less than eight minutes with Niccolo because we rambled on about some stuff before and I thought it was long enough, but no. I'm going to do although, though, which are also mixed up in English. Although, although means in spite of. And basically you would use it after the main clause. It would be a subordinate clause that you would use it in. So that means, for example, the first main clause, everybody enjoyed the trip to the final And then the subordinate clause would be, although we lost the match. Although connects those two together. And then with though, you would use that with the subordinate clause at the beginning and the main clause at the end. For example, though it was rainy, we put on our jackets and went for a walk. These are just slightly different ways of using the two. So though is more common than although in general. And it's much more common than although in terms of speaking. So you have to watch out when though or although clause comes before the main clause, we usually put a comma at the end of the clause. After rainy in this example, I would put a comma so that you have the main clause there. But if you have the main clause first and then you have although in the middle, you do not need a comma. Do you have anything else? I think it's enough for today. Because I had to study these pairs, <laughs> you know, sometimes I take some notes about your lessons. I had to study more and more and more to work on that habit we always speak about, learning English. Definitely. Everybody, Nicolo is my guinea pig. He is <laughs> the person that I highlight as a very good student. Anything that he does as a student is a good idea, in my opinion. Oh, thank you, John. I love you. (laughs) I love you too. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks for coming on the show, Niccolo. We'll catch up again soon. Thank you, John. It's always very, very interesting to be here with the 8-Minute English. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Niccolo. You've been listening to English with Monty.